Well done. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Idle Chat. <laughs> Thank you for being with us this week. I am Jonathan Idle, a.k.a. Johnny Idle. And across the table from me is my lovely and always entertaining girlfriend, Bessie. Hi, Bess. What a nice introduction you give me. Yeah, I know. I try. But seriously, imagine being an actual pioneer. <laughs> we <laughs> <laughs> And just packing up your little family and caravanning out with a couple neighbors you're, you're aware that the people that are listening don't know we were just talking about it what it was like to be a pioneer finding a field and just sitting down and there's like i don't think it was unruly that simple, shrubbery everywhere it worked well for the donner party grubs so. grubs many a grub bears animals you never saw before yeah we were talking wounds. We, were, we live Ugh. in the we live in the Pioneer Valley, and we were talking about that. And being and, pioneers, and, and, and we were talking about being pioneers. But before we, <laughs> so many festering wounds. Oh, I, I, I life expectancy I, was like nineteen, <laughs> and then you have to find a mate and find and make a family, and you all stink. Yeah, but I think that's what we were talking about. The stink was normal. <laughs> Everybody smelled bad. Everybody so. smelled bad. Imagine the biological drive to mate was so high that you could overcome the stink to get it done. <laughs> like, that's pretty, that's pretty intense. <laughs> I'm glad we're alive. I'm glad we made it. If those standards were now, nobody would reproduce. No. <laughs> That'd no. be it. Well, I don't know. There's plenty of stinky people out there looking for love, and they'll just find a stinky person to love. Yeah, I guess your stinks have to be compatible. Yeah, I'm compatible glad we have stink. Compatible stinks. Yeah, compatible stink. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of two things. I'm trying to think of two things that that stink, but they're compatible. But it's I'm also more like unfair moans. Nope. Oh. Nope. do you have anything you would like to talk about before we get started today Bess? i mean besides the pioneers besides the stinky pioneers that made the pioneer valley in which we reside right no i think that's it okay all right well as we mentioned just a minute ago that we live in an area in massachusetts known as the pioneer valley and back before the internet was a thing and you wanted to find out what was going on with entertainment mm. in the area, what club had what band or whatever. You would yes. have to go out and find a, a small local... A town crier. No. no? No. I'm old, but I'm not that old. A town crier. <laughs> There's a jackass ringing a bell. Get your news ding, over ding, here. Ding, ding, ding. Go see this I could see you as a town crier with a little hat and your little britches. My britches, can you imagine? Adorable. My knobby old knees and yes. some britches. <laughs> anyway, you would have to go out and buy this local newspaper. I believe it's from the Northampton area. I believe it's up there, but it's still in the Pioneer Valley, whatever. And it was the Valley Advocate. Okay. And you would go and you would I'm look familiar. The, yeah, they would have write ups of local stuff and yep. restaurants and, and, and shows and whatever. And in the back, is all they would have all like at this club is they have their week they would send in their 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 acts for the week it was pretty cool when I saw my band yeah in the Valley Advocate that was kind of cool anyway they had a section in there called News of the Weird where it's literally just weird news stories Oddball from around the world news. yeah just just odd things that you're not going to really see in a, on a cool. normal on a normal now so I just went on and I did a, a search 
uh, last night and today, just trying to find a few interesting stories to find in there. Unfortunately, my three favorite ones, I didn't find any that were as good as my three favorites from back in the day. Oh. Yeah, there were good ones. One of them, a guy his in the winter, his pipes froze in his basement. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he thought it would be a good idea to back his car up to his basement window no. and let the exhaust go in and warm up his basement to, th- to thaw out his pipes. And he gave, you know, everybody, everybody in his house carbon, carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, well played, sir. Well, uh, it was an inventive idea. Sure. If it had worked, nobody would have heard about not it. All, not, all, not all inventions are genius. Right? Right. We have right. to learn from our mistakes. Right. Another great he one. He was a pioneer. He was a pioneer. Yeah, yeah, and and much like the Donner Party, it didn't go well. He anyway, huh? He croaked. I don't know. I don't think there were any casualties. I just think that that everybody was super sick. Oh, good. I'm glad he didn't croak. Right. Another doozy. <laughs> a guy's uh, fuel lines in his car froze. A lot of freezing. A lot of freezing. Yeah. I don't know where this was. And he Minnesota. thought if he put warm gasoline into his carburetor, mm. that it would it would yeah 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 Makes so sense. so he put a gallon of gas on his gas burning stove in his house gas burning yeah 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 Makes sense and surprise surprise it blew up yeah Aww. again this injury a gas warming stove yeah 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 not yeah. a gas burning stove right <laughs> and my all time favorite and most. Uh, cringy one. Can I ask, did it have to do with a lava lamp? No. Okay, go on. No, if only. If only. I believe this happened in Providence, Rhode Island, and uh, the cops were chasing a guy, and he jumped over like a wrought iron fence, you know, with the swords, and he got over the fence, and he fell down after, and that's when they were able to grab him. And when they get him back to the police station, they see that he has a ton of blood on him, and that's when they realized that when he jumped over the wrought iron fence, he tore his testicles off. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 man, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they dangling from the fence? I, that, I don't remember. I, I read this 30 years ago, oh, so I don't know. But yeah, it tore his nuts oh, off. gosh. I know, I know. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So don't run from the cops, kids. You might lose your nuts. Oh, at least get some duct tape first something yeah pack them in there real good real good yeah they get him back to the yeah covered in blood and yeah tore his nuts horrifying what did he not mention it or i don't know there's absolutely zero percent chance that he didn't try to tell somebody that that happened before they got to wherever they were going yeah i don't know Mm. i don't know let's investigate let's not i don't think (laughs) i run a Anyway, so I found a bunch of stories. I figured we'd just go through a few and have yeah, conversation. Yeah, I love weird stories. I know you do. I'm a fan of the weird. That's why we're doing this. Okay, shoe zone. Does this have to do with shoes filled with butter? No. Okay. What? There's a place they found a bunch of shoes filled with butter in like a very remote place. A whole mound of a ton of shoes filled with butter. And they could never figure out why they got there, who brought them there. What the purpose was? It sounds like a fat guy with a foot fetish, doesn't it? Uh, it was. I want to say it was in like some really cold, mountainous area in Weird. Europe. Is that bizarre? Crazy. Anyway, I'll stop shoe guessing. zone. I'll stop guessing. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> a footwear retailer with stores throughout the UK and Ireland announced March eighth that Terry Boot. 
has been named its next chief financial officer, effective immediately, according to the Evening Standard. Mr. Boot takes over the mm. role after the unexpected departure in February of Peter Foote. What? <laughs> Who'd been with the, com- the company for seven months. Yeah. Do you think he'll get fired and they'll be like, Terry Boot booted from local boot store? <laughs> <laughs> Odd things are afoot. Anyway. Yes. Hey, that's great. I know. I know. They should have us writing for News of the Weird. Yeah, for sure. An unnamed maskless woman waiting in line at a pick and pay supermarket in South Africa was caught on cell phone video being confronted by a store guard who demanded she put on a mask or be thrown out of the store. On the video, she is next seen reaching up under her dress, pulling out her underwear a black thong, and placing it on her face. (laughs) Yeah, witnesses were mixed with their reaction. Good Lord, one shopper was heard saying, brilliant, said another. So, Mm, Speaking of scents. Yes. She had a pretty pungent scent right over her face. You don't know that. I mean, I would assume she was wearing that before she got there. Maybe it was a plant. Her underwear was a plant? Yeah. What type of plant? Hello. We're going to stop. All right. (laughs) Garrett Mond. Maybe it was like a prank, like she was planning that. Garrett Mond's, M-O-N-D-S, 30, was sentenced to three and a half to seven years in prison on March 10th. Okay. Following his sixth conviction for unlawful surveillance in women's restrooms in central New York State. Mons spent two years in prison for the first five incidents in which he set up hidden cameras and restrooms in college buildings, a warehouse, a mall, and at a Walmart. Mm. He was released in March 2020, but within four months was arrested again. That wasn't a long turnaround, County Court Judge Stephen Doherty remarked, adding, no offense, but I don't want to see you again. (laughs) Mons agreed, telling the judge, I really am remorseful this time around. This time around. Like, just stop it. Just stop doing that. Don't do that. Well, there was I, there was a... Somewhere they had set up like a dual... It was in the area. It was in New England somewhere. Like, for some reason, like the restroom was shut down. So they put up one of those trailers that had men's and women's yeah. bathrooms at either side. And sure. some dude climbed down into the toilet on the men's side and went over. Like that badly? You want to see somebody peeing? I guess. Like that, really that badly? This one we talked about. You actually told me about this one. All right, here we go. Samantha Hartso noticed a draft in her New York City apartment (gasps) and traced it to the mirror in her bathroom. It's all documented on TikTok. Go find the videos. They're so great. With the help of friends, Heart Soul removed the mirror and found a hole in the wall behind it leading to another apartment. It was barely the width of her hips. She could barely fit into this what? hole. I'm not going in there. She strapped a flashlight to her head yeah. and climbed in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will not be doing that. And she documented her adventure on TikTok. Yeah. She climbed through the hole into a hallway leading to a room at the end and a whole other apartment with three bedrooms, a disconnected toilet, a staircase, mm-hmm. and an unlocked door. Yeah, so the people- door was like 
cracked open, unlocked. So somebody was probably in there when she started crawling in and they just left. There was like a, a beverage bottle, some soda, some soda in yeah. there. Yeah, so somebody so clearly somebody, was in there recently. Just on the other side of her bathroom mirror, somebody's That's in. That's so creepy. It's so creepy. It's yeah. like that movie Candyman, which was based on a true story from New York City. Um, it was. Really? Yes. There was a string of murders that happened because uh, they were in some poorly... V- <laughs> okay. They were. It was in a apartment building that was not like well maintained right so they weren't like up on what was going on in the building and somebody did that and murdered a bunch of people so this girl just climbs in like oh my god look at my video and then and then puts the mirror back on her wall and goes to bed to call her landlord in the morning yeah no Mm-mm. no no i will not be sleeping there uh-uh Detectives investigating recent thefts of catalytic converters from vehicles in Washington state went to the mobile home of Dustin Allen Bushnell, 30 years old, in nearby Burbank, which a search warrant on February uh, with a search warrant on February 26th and not only found converters, but also discovered a 400 pound playground slide that oh. had been removed from a city park in December. The slide had been repainted. And mounted to a bunk bed in the home, Bushnell was arrested for possession of stolen property for the slide. No charges were filed for the converters. But But how do you not just stand back and clap and say, you got this 400-pound slide here? How? And how did no one see you? So he went, yeah. and Like, you earned it at that point. And attached it to a bunk bed. (laughs) That's so great. That is the best. I'll get you a slide for your bunk bed. Just can't go now. Dude, that guy should be off the hook because of... How amazing that feat was. So we just got on the other side of Valentine's Day. It was just a, a month ago. Okay. The so, dark side of Valentine's Day. I'm going to try to pronounce their names, but they're... they're Okay, well, never mind. A couple from the Ukraine. I you can't pronounce them. You do the um, Julia Child's accent. Alexander Kudley yeah, and see? Victoria Pushtonothrotitova. I don't know what the hell is. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Are experimenting with a new way to preserve their on and off relationship. On Valentine's Day, they handcuffed themselves together and have vowed to stay that way for three months. Oh, God. We used to break up once or twice a week, they said. <laughs> but now when they dis- disagree, they simply stop talking to each other. <laughs> hey, instead you want to pa- try in- that? No. Instead of packing up our things and walking away. Yeah. I'll put you in a little wagon for my runs. <laughs> she can just drag me behind a book. That sounds great. <laughs> Go for it. I'll put a helmet on. Oh my gosh. Our bathroom is so small. Like, I could stay on the outside while you were in there. True. Just reach an arm in. Yeah. That's all right. You walk in there when I'm in there all the time anyway. So I, know, I, you I know. hate to be away from you. Yeah. yeah. Yet when I'm in a large room, you're you're far away. But when I get in the, 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 the this room that's the size of an I armpit. I that you need me. Yeah, you're right. On March 9th, Eric Dion Warren, 50, was sentenced to federal prison in Lubbock, Texas, after, after pleading guilty to robbing a bank mm. and using a BMW he was test driving as his getaway car. Genius. Genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to court documents, Warren drove to the bank, handed the teller a note demanding $10,000 in small bills, and showed what appeared to be a handgun. The the teller complied, and Warren headed back to the dealership where he pulled out $3,000 that he just stole... (laughs) 
To buy the car? To put down as a down payment on the car. <laughs> oh, my God. It was genius until the end. And then it negated the whole purpose. Yeah. Well, not really. If you take off, you're still, they're still going to see the dealer plate. All they do is run the dealer I know, plate. But I, no, they don't see your plate. So then it just like adds another obstacle when, meanwhile, you could be well on your way across the border. Yep. So when the police, when they called. With your $3,000 that you stole. Yep. The guy was finalizing was, the deal. 10, the police called the dealer. And they, yeah, it's he's right here trying to buy and the car. he tried to buy the car that he used as part of his scheme with an idiot idiot yeah when you go test drive a car do they take down your car's information before you take you have to leave your car? They, they, they take your license they take your, i'm sure yeah like yeah but anytime well, i drove a car they take your no license. but they checked it they, they ran a run a copy of it or something oh gotcha okay all right all right okay so what if you did this all right i have an idea oh good we go hide in the trunk of a car that's going to be test driven by someone we don't know. When they get out, we steal the car, go rob a bank, get back in the Put trunk. Put it back in. Yeah. Yes. Genius. And then they blame this guy that we don't know. And then. So we don't have to care. And then a month later. that's how morality works. A month later, they pop the trunk. They find us dead with a shitload oh. of money. And that person takes the money. Yeah, but we would make it cozy in there. We'd put up some lights or something. Something, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> February 23rd. i lunchable. This lady's name is Siri Porn. S-I-R-I Porn. It's a person? Yeah. That's the first name. And then Niam- Siri Porn Niamran. 49. Got it. Perfect. 49 uh, in Thailand. Discovered a large waxy... Thailand. A large, waxy, oval-shaped lump that smelled of fish and, oh. and weighed about 15 pounds along the beach near her home Ooh. in Thailand and was excited to learn it may be a rare substance called, I don't know how to pronounce it again, ambergris, oh. A-M-B-E-R-G-R-I-S, ambergris. It sounds like something I've heard before. Yeah. It's or vomit produced by sperm whales. Ooh. Well... Yeah, but it's highly prized in making of perfume, and it might be worth as much as $260,000. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And she says if it truly is what she thinks it is, to help her community. And, uh, and, and until then, she's keeping it safe in her house, this large thing of wow. sperm whale vomit. Yeah, in her house. Do you great? think human vomit is valuable to some no. other creature? Mm-mm. I don't think so. I mean, sperm whales definitely don't think that their vomit is well, valuable. I, well, I don't know. I so got... maybe maybe there's like, you know, a f- rare form of centipede out there that makes money on human vomit. Well, did you ever did you ever get seasick and vomit off the side of a boat? I'm sure I have. I'm mm. very motion mm. sick. They call that feeding the fish, so probably. <laughs> yes, but do you think it's valuable? Like there's some like little minnow that's like oh my god i'm gonna make it rich i don't think so and he gathers no. up the vomit from humans nope i don't think that happens at all i might <laughs> you don't know northern californian <laughs> plastics northern california plastic surgeon scott green surprised officials in sacramento superior court on february 25th when he appeared for a traffic trial via video conference from what appeared to be an operating room <laughs> I think I saw a snapshot of this. As clicks and whirs of whirs of medical equipment 
and suctions could be heard in the background. Green said, I'm available for, tri- for trial. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the court commissioner, Gary Link, was skeptical. He was the physician, right? Yeah. Not the patient? No, he used the plastic surgeon. That would have been hilarious yeah, yeah, yeah. if it was the I patient. do not feel comfortable for the welfare of a patient if you're in the process of operating. Obviously. I don't think that's appropriate. Yeah, so this guy... Idiot. Well, I could fit in a quick Botox here or whatever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Please hold while I let my eyeballs roll around my head until they're done. I know, right? Can you believe that? The guy's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Just go. Go. I'm good. I'm performing surgery. At some point in his professional career, he got to the point where he thought that was acceptable. Yeah, right. Oh, right. my God. Right, right, right. No wonder he got a traffic violation. He probably violates everything everywhere he goes. And he probably stinks. Sharon Carr of Tulsa, (laughs) Oklahoma, was arrested by officers responding to a residential burglary call on February 26th when she stepped from the shadows in front of the victim's house. Investigators found a window screen removed and a window open where they alleged Carr entered the home but quickly left, leaving behind an an empty Cheetos bag and a water Mm. bottle. Uh, Cheetos residue on Carr's teeth linked her to the crime. (laughs) I love that. She Cheetos all. It wasn't me. She's smiling. The Cheetos all. Over. <laughs> She's orange everywhere. Yeah, that's the best. Chester Cheeto would be hot on the case. I this next one, I love it. Ooh. Yeah. Euro Weekly reported that on February twenty fourth, a routine Sudanese Tarco airline flight from. Yeah, no, I can't pronounce that either, and I'm not going to try. Was forced to turn around about a half hour after takeoff when a stowaway cat (laughs) caused a midair emergency. The cat gained entry to the cockpit and became aggressive, attacking the crew. That's amazing. Oh, The poor little cat's ears were probably popping. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, I'll snuggle it. Imagine that, though. Yeah, why, Why do we have to turn around? There's a cat. There's a cat. A There's stray an cat. cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That poor kitty. Natasha Harris of Lillian, Alabama, called the Baldwin County Sheriff's Office on February 28th after her granddaughter's pet goat. Ready for this? Billy the Kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Returned home from one of his frequent adventures around the rural neighborhood, painted from head to toe. Aw. Who does that to an animal? Harris told the news she suspected local teens had stolen and abused the goat. But investigators found the goat's trail to Erica Farmer, who was visiting relatives nearby and arrested her for theft of property and animal cruelty. cruelty. Farmer has since apologized for dyeing the goat with colored shampoo and food coloring, and Harris now wants the charges dropped, telling the district attorney's office, I'm really sorry for wasting your time. (laughs) So who did it? A neighbor. Like, an, somebody, like did it as a joke? Yeah, like oh, they just put colored shampoo, gave it, okay, gave it a bath, well, and, and uh, yeah. I hope it was like I hope she knew that it was safe to put that on an animal. I hope so. I don't know. That's wild. Talk about animal testing. Am I right? I okay. Look at. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. Somebody dies in this next one. Ooh. Yeah, but. Dies their hair? No. Tie dies. Nope. In late February, Thangula Satish okay. in southern India, 45 years old, was killed when the rooster he was preparing for an illegal cockfight p- 
panicked and slashed him with the three-inch blade strapped to its leg. Oh, yep. my God. He was hit by the rooster's knife in his groin and started bleeding heavily. And he died on his way to the hospital. Oh, and now that poor rooster is a murderer. Yeah, well, it was going to be a murderer either way, so. True. Yeah. What an amazing comeback story. It was about to go to either kill or be killed. It. Either kill or be killed. And it just turns around and panics and slash the guy and it killed the guy. Oh, Heart pounding drama. Yeah. This one is so good. And, 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 but really, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes, okay? And it's their it's, shoes filled with butter? No. It's oh. horrifying. Mates Jackson Perry and Noah Palmer of Western Australia planned a leisurely float offshore drinking beer on a blow up air mattress oh, on no. February 27th. Oh, no. But they wound up stranded in the Indian Ocean for nearly three hours after the wind blew them out to sea. We couldn't paddle against the wind, and we just kept going further and further out. But they did manage to call a friend who reached them on his jet ski just before their cell phones died. Like, wow. They did say, uh, we were kind of getting worried at that point, but the beers help with the anxiety. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I know, right? Okay, whatever beer they were drinking, they need to sponsor them. I know, right? Right? <laughs> Holy moly. Panic. And they're out in the sea, and they just, right before the phone died, and, and you're in the sea. Yes. And you somehow managed to get a, get a cell service, and you call your friend who was able to come out and get you. Unbelievable. Imagine you're the friend that got that call. You're like, eh, uh, I'm kind of comfortable I, on I the couch. I just made a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so crazy i know oh, right that makes me nervous oh i know i know <sighs> as delta flight 462 en route to atlanta began to taxi away from the gate at laguardia on december 21st passenger brian Plummer noticed a man and a woman with a service dog changing seats several times on the less than full plane mm. he told the new york times and heard the man say, if I sit down, I'll freak out. Plummer soon felt the plane come to a stop and flight attendants revealed why the man, Antonio Murdoch, 31 years old of Florida, of course he's from Florida, mm. had forced open an emergency exit door. They're taxiing, <laughs> causing, uh, causing a slide to activate, picking up his service dog and slid down to the ground with the woman, Brianna Greco. Yeah. Wait, what the heck happened? You didn't get that? No. The they, guy was flipping out. Yeah. Right? And while the plane is taxiing, he, he opened an emergency and exit and the big blo uh, inflatable slide opened up. You know, they, and ever they seen, slid down. And he grabbed the dog and down they went. But it doesn't say, like, why? He was, just, he was just afraid to fly. He's a, he's oh, like, he that's was just I said. anxious. I, that's what it seems, yeah. Oh, I, th I. So you said he said if I sit down, I'll, I'll freak, freak out. out. Yeah. I, of course, my first thought is that he jammed a bunch of drugs up his anus. Oh, there's that too. Maybe he did. And maybe he freaked out because he was afraid he was going to get caught. But they had already been through security. So why at that point? I don't know. 
I don't know. Either uh, way. No one was injured in the incident, <laughs> but the flight was delayed for hours. Could you imagine? I hate tra- I hate flying. I'm not afraid to fly, but just the whole thing. They give you no room. I always get right. the fat guy behind me pulling on my seat every time he has to stay. I hate it. Oh, now, could I you imagine? It. And you're like, okay, you're just trying to- I love to- inconvenience like that. And what's a flight to Florida? Three hours? It's not that yeah. big of a deal. Right. These poor people, the flight was delayed for hours because uh-huh. of that guy. Horrible. Oh, that moment when you're sitting there and you're like, I will never get out of this moment. This moment is the rest of my life. Yeah. I cannot see beyond this moment. (laughs) Andrea Ellis. That's wild. Of East Moline, Illinois, was wrapping presents on December 19th when she opened a package of garden flags she intended to give her grandmother and noticed something (gasps) extra in the bottom of the padded envelope. It turned out to be a biohazard bag containing a Virginia woman's COVID-19 test. Oh, it got stuck to the I guess package. so, yeah. She failed to reach the woman. She she called the police. The police took it. 15 minutes later, he turned with the bag saying, I was told to bring this back to you. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean. Shipping error. I, well, it was in the package with the flag. Right. So, I mean. Somehow it got. Yeah. That's. Crazy. Crazy, right? I think so, at least. I hope yeah. she was negative. I hope so. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, the whole Remember thing Remember that is... whole anthrax thing? Yeah. Do you think the band benefited from that or no? Yes and no. I was just going to talk about that. Really? Because, because when that was going on, oh, they've had that name since the 80s, yeah. you know? And there were a lot of people like saying they should change their name. And After, like while that was happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they went on stage one time all wearing like white jumpsuits and printed on the white ah. jumpsuits all, all together. And it said, we are not changing our effing name. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So there you go. That's funny. All right. That's so funny, though. If you were a person at that time that bought tickets online and they sent them to you in the mail and then you're <laughs> like, I just got anthrax in the mail. Oh, Jesus. Police in Perth, Australia are asking for the public's help in locating a thin, well-dressed man with olive skin and short black hair. Oh, sounds like me. Yes. Who was captured on surveillance cameras using an electric bicycle to, to draw lewd pictures of a penis on a city sidewalk on November 30th. <laughs> The man has appeared. Uh, the man has appeared to spin the wheels in order to draw explicit images with the rubber from the tires. <laughs> I mean, art is art, right? Who are we to say? Right, and it, well, it says here uh, <laughs> he's an artist. So they said um, they did a Facebook post about it, and one of the users That's on the Facebook really post said, "said whatever is punishment, I'm sure he will have to write it out on the board 100 times at recess." Yeah, basically saying, you know, it's Bart Simpson. I guess, right? Yeah, it's clearly a kid. Just, right. just maybe, or just uh, a super immature guy. They Could said, be me, like thin, well dressed man, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's a nice compliment. I guess, right? If they're, you know, if they're ever looking for me for some reason, I hope they describe me well, like. Thin, thin, curvy woman with jaw-dropping, jaw-dropping features being searched for, wearing an exquisite outfit, clearly put together with thought. (laughs) Police were called to a home in Tijuana, Mexico. (laughs) 
olive yeah. skin and cute dimples. This this is um <laughs> Yeah. This is amazing. This next one is incredible. Police were called to a home in Tijuana, Mexico to break up a fight that broke out after a man identified only as Jorge discovered a tunnel leading from his home to that of a neighbor, Alberto, who had been having an affair with Jorge's wife. They built the tunnel. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. Tunnel of love. Am I right? A tunnel of love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So... Trouble began when Jorge arrived home early from work and surprised his wife and Alberto, a bricklayer who's also married. So he built a bricklayer. He built a, a bricklayer already. Alberto hid behind the couch before disappearing down the tunnel, which that's amazing. <laughs> which appeared in photos to be professionally constructed. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you you crawl through this tunnel, Jorge. Another another amazing example of how. Bio- biology comes through. Like <laughs> this guy dug a hole, crawled through a tunnel for yeah. who knows how long the tunnel is. But then they, the guy Jorge, <laughs> followed Alberto down the tunnel, eventually confronting him in Alberto's house. In the tunnel? Oh, no, the I house. Wish it went he went down all the, the way to the house. Yeah, yeah. Mid tunnel. So funny. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> a tunnel. Wow. Oh, Michaeline Frederick of Queens, New York, is still recovering from the wounds she shu- she suffered in what she described as a brawl with a squirrel mm. on her fr- <laughs> the front stoop of her home yeah, just before Christmas. So this was an MMA cage match, and I <laughs> lost. Several neighborhood residents have reported run-ins with aggressive squirrels, including... Oh, uh, Vinati Singh, whose husband has been attacked twice, and Lucia Wang, who was bitten on the arm while walking home. A trapper has been hired. Yeah. If squirrel you, just attack squirrels. If you douse yourself in coyote urine, that won't happen. Mm. So I recommend that. All right, great. So they so now they have to get away from the squirrels and go look for coyotes? Yeah. Great. Coyotes. Coyote. The Sun reported on January 18th that a woman in the UK suffered an inferno in her living room mm. after a candle exploded as she was lighting it. Do you want to? Do you want to? It was ge- dynamite. No. Do you want to guess what the candle was? TNT. No, it's a candle. Was it Yankee Candle? No. All right. I don't know what you mean. You'll see. Jody Thompson, 50, won the candle labeled. This candle smells like my vagina. <gasps> Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it exploded? Yeah, the candle exploded and emitted huge flames with bits flying everywhere. The whole thing was ablaze and it was too hot to touch. I didn't know Gwyneth Paltrow was a ginger. Get it? Because it was a fire crotch that it <laughs> smelled like. <laughs> So Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina smells like a burning couch. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> they had that candle on Good Mythical Morning and it did not explode. Really? Yeah, so that was a trick candle. What happened? Does know. it say? No, just a, she put she did got she it. Did she get her money back? It? I don't that I, I don't know. This one is a really just a simple goofy one. Ezekiel Robles 40 was caught after a traffic stop in Williston, North Dakota, with methamphetamine and drug paraphernalia on January 14th. 
Robles was on probation for narcotics possession at the time following a 2019 conviction. Notably, however, here's the good part. Okay. Robles, when arrested, was wearing a T-shirt with the message, don't do drugs. Yeah. (laughs) He was trying to say, don't be like me, kids. Go be an architect. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Right. What if you, what if Simon said, Simon says, don't listen to Simon. What? Again? Simon says, don't listen to Simon. No matter what you do, you're listening and not listening. In Bradenton, Florida, authorities say a (laughs) grenade launcher. Yes. Loaded with a live grenade was left with other donated items at a Goodwill store. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, maybe because they got maybe they got confused and they thought they were bringing it to Salvation Army. It, it, the thing, it was well, maybe right there. You go, good, yeah, good thinking. They were like, good this thinking. grenade should go back to the army where it belongs. Uh, the manager said that uh, he told deputies that the grenade launcher had come in a shipment from another store several days earlier. The employees at the other location said they sent it along because they didn't know what it was. Yep. Wild, isn't that awesome? I wonder who the person was that did know what it was. All right, and here we are. We're going to finish up with our lovely Massachusetts. Hey! Hey! All right, Massachusetts. So we're actually, we are plugging something that goes on in Massachusetts that Ah. I would love to do this year, by the way. I've never been able to go. Maybe maybe they won't have it this year. It's a festival, so. Massachusetts is home to so many agricultural fairs, it can be difficult to stand out during fair season. But? Setting themselves apart from the pack in, is the annual North Quabbin Garlic and Arts yes. Festival in Orange, Massachusetts. Garlic and farts, more like it. Am I right? <laughs> Which will feature recycling human urine Oh, this year. <laughs> Into what? That's where it's interesting. The festival, scheduled for September 23rd and 24th, will collect the urine of the event's estimated 10,000 attendants from portable toilets designed by Brattleboro-based nonprofit Rich Earth Institute just for this purpose. Okay. Yeah. And then what? The urine will be treated and used to fertilize hay in the field where the event is held. Hey. Yeah. The organizer ho- our organizers are hoping to collect... 1,200 gallons of people pee. Hola mola. Anyway. We should donate. All right. We'll just start collecting our urine. Yeah, bring it in jugs. <laughs> jugs. That's the best. Yeah, I, well, I hope they, they find success with that. That could be humongous. Maybe, we're, maybe we should start a new segment on here. What the, if they all the, eat asparagus first? Weird News of the weird of the week. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I don't know. Bring up some weird things. Well... I would like to look something up briefly. Okay, I'm going to pause. All right, so I wanted to look this up because this is the weirdest thing in news that I think of when I think about weird news. And it's that butter shoe thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, 2003, this was posted. As shoe collections go, the one found by a pair of Swedish hikers definitely had no place in any wardrobe. A Swedish couple hunting on a remote mountain in Sweden's far northern region of Jämtland. Nope, you got to say it in the Julia Child. Jämtland. Jim, 
Finland. I love how we do this ridiculous accent, but Julia Child was American. Anyway. Well, she definitely spoke in a unique way. Yes, she did. Okay, go ahead. And if anybody says we didn't pronounce the thing right, we'll say, oh, it's sorry, it's my accent. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. (laughs) My natural accent. Read the thing. I'm trying. I got to find my spot. They found 70 pairs of shoes all filled with butter. If we knew who had done this, we would make them clean this mess up. <laughs> Alf K, a spokesman for the region, said on Thursday, it's not going to be pretty when the butter starts to rot and we have to wait for the snow so we can get up there with the snowmobile. Oh, man. He said there were 140 shoes, each stuffed with half a kilogram of butter and spread out across the landscape. <laughs> so it wasn't even in a pile. It was just spread It was just out. all over this area. 140 pairs of shoes. No, 70 pairs of shoes. 140 shoes. 140 shoes. Yeah. 70 shoes. You know what? It Some literally amount of kilograms. You know what? Literally butter. is somebody probably said, what are we going to do with all this butter? And holy shit, I have so many pairs of shoes. I, I From what <laughs> I remember, they were all different sizes and styles. There was no like consistency that would lead you to believe it was That's great. somebody. And they never found out who it was or why. That's so weird. What a waste of butter. <laughs> I can understand getting rid of old shoes but butter yeah i know weird crazy anyway it, and it's just the whole story's odd the whole story's odd probably what happened is somebody traveled back oh we probably traveled back in time oh and yeah did it yeah like, haha this will be so weird they'll never get it and then left and then left yeah you're right and then and then we used a yeah a Test drive car to rob a bank. Anyway, we have one constant mm-hmm. on this podcast. And Listen, we if we were time travelers, we wouldn't go back to fix our past. We would do something weird like that. It. The final three. The final three. Pew, 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 pew. I would love to learn how to lasso. To lasso. Wouldn't that be a great skill to have? Just to pop that skill out of nowhere? I think I tried it about a thousand times when I was a kid with just really? some crappy plastic rope or this is what we need to do this year. Learn how to lasso? Yes, we need to go in the yard and practice lasso. Oh, I thought you were going to take me to like one of those dude ranch things. Dude ranch. We should go in the yard and whoever can lasso the other one first wins. Wins what? The game. Okay, great. All right. A high five. <laughs> These are the final three questions of the episode. Question number one, what have you been eating? What have we been eating, Bess? Lots of delicious foods. We yeah. did seafood all week last week. Yeah, it was great. It got progressively better. It really did. Sea bass, which is our favorite. It is. It so is so good. So good. Yeah, but I think I think the, my favorite thing that we did was the swordfish. Oh, the swordfish was good, and the it mushrooms was, yeah. were good. Yeah, yeah. But we did we did do a snack venture. We should talk about we do we've been doing yeah, snack ventures. Yeah, we did do so. a snack venture. Go ahead, best. <laughs> The thing about Fish Week is that we don't have an oven, so doing it on the grill was a whole new experience. It's like a twenty dollar part for us to fix our oven. I know. We're such slugs. I know. We're adapters. I'm telling you, it's a blessing and a curse. I know. Okay, so last night we did a snack venture of the good fats nutty chewy bars. We talked about the good fats, the regular bars last week. Yeah, and those were D's. Yeah. And I expected these to be D's. Oh yeah, me too. And so, you know, I open a package. And then I have to bust out the chainsaw to cut it in half, basically. Yeah. It took all of my might to break it in half. Yeah. 
We both go to bite into it, and I think there's still some of my tooth left in whatever that was. <laughs> it, was it was so hard. It was like biting into a thing of like uh, sugar and wood chips. Yeah, it was like <laughs> rocks and dirt. Yeah, that's it. It was <laughs> the flavor of the first one was there, but I just couldn't get past the, the fact that the flavors were yeah. great. But oh my god, it hurt my jaw. I hated them. I hated that. I was in pain. Yeah, it was an uncomfortable experience. Yes, it was. And they weren't even cold. Like, we didn't keep them in the fridge. No, they were just They that. were regular temperature. Yep. yep. Huh. Yep. Which makes me think if, like, if we warmed them up in the microwave, would that make it better? Or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But why I don't would know. you have to do that with a snack bar? Anyway. I don't know. If they weren't so hard and uncomfortable, they would have scored well. But because they broke our teeth, we gave them a four. <laughs> I gave them a three. <laughs> yeah. And that's even four. a stretch. That that's generous. a stretch for me. We do have uh we this is Monday. Wednesday is St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. We were going but we we we're we, making we our made corned the, beef. We made the mistake of getting two corned beefs. Mistake. <laughs> so we have you one in we have one in today and and the other one will come on Wednesday. Oh, I could eat corned beef every day. I know, it's one of my favorite meals. Oh gosh. It's so, so great. Uh, question number two is, what is the last movie you saw? And do you, Without any spoilers, do you have any thoughts? We didn't watch a movie. We didn't watch... Yeah, we're bad at this. Yeah. No, I, I, we just didn't, didn't... We've been watching the great food... The great food, food truck, truck race. race. Yeah, there are two episodes in right now. I always like that. That's this one fun. takes place in Alaska. Which is so cool. So cool. Yeah, they're trying All to cook. All the places and, that they're traveling are places I've been, so I yeah. can't wait to see this rest of the season. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty neat. And the uh, the Guy Fieri hosted Tournament of Champions just started too. Both of these are on Sunday nights, I believe it, at 9 and 10 o'clock, I yeah, think really is what cool. it is. But really, really good. Yeah. So so check them out. It's really fun to see chefs adapt on the fly. I know. And I mean... You and, know, it's not a recipe that you've memorized. It's not something, you know, most of the time that you've done before. It's right. reinventing. Right. Yeah. And, 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 it's well, cool. Well, they were trying to cook s'mores on a fire outside oh, and it I was, was talking about tournament of champions oh yeah but sorry. yes sorry they couldn't melt a marshmallow it was so cold mm. i love tournament of champions i love that show I, mm -hmm. i'm really excited that's back it's it's going to be uh really really fun I'm, i yeah so anyway check it out guys see if you what about the s'more i'm just saying it they couldn't melt the marshmallow that, that that's about the s'more oh sorry i thought you were going somewhere with that yeah, I was going to the fact that it was so cold they couldn't melt melt a marshmallow on a fire. <laughs> well, I was talking about the other show. <laughs> oh, I just got confused, but that's fine. Yes, it was cold. <laughs> oh boy! I love it. Anyway, question number three is: Do you have a local small business that you would like to plug? I just wanted to mention really quick before we get started on that, that our good friend Andy Sauer, he gets mentioned on here a lot. He's appeared on here twice. I can't wait to have him back on. He writes an yeah, article. He's, he's great. I, he, he's so fun. I, I love talking to him. Get him on the phone and you can you can go forever. It's fun. Yeah. Anyway, he writes an article for the Suffield Observer in Suffield, Connecticut. And I just mm -hmm. wanted to just read this tiny little part of his article. Fears of catching the coronavirus prompted a massive shift towards online shopping and home deliveries. Yep. Will people return to the businesses that depend upon local customers or choose convenience over community? I mm. think, yeah. I That's why I, I've been 
or we have been so adamant on on continuing this local small business thing as much as yeah. we can. I, I think even us. I mean, how much did we get on? Oh, we need a huge thing of garlic powder. We got it on Amazon. I mean, it's just sure, it's, sure. it's I and I. It's just I think it's very important for people to to remember that there are local places that they love and, the, and yeah. maybe you know kind of ease yeah. back in. So that we've been your ta- neighbor, you know, is relying on that business, right? We. We've said it in the past that we're just having a hard time because we haven't visited any local places in so I know. long. Yeah, we really haven't. And so it's kind of it's a, this weird little thing where we feel weird talking about a place that we haven't. Yeah, because we haven't. Well, I do think there will be some sort of layover from the habit forming of the past year. Yeah, but I also really believe that once people get a taste of that return to somewhat of normalcy right it will just ignite this excitement for I hope so. community again um so well i don't think i'll be totally moving away from amazon no i am very excited to go back to local restaurants and breweries and hangouts with maybe people. do our own grocery shopping too that'd be you know, eh, i don't know that is pretty convenient right listen somebody's doing it it's just somebody else for you're me. right you're right, you're right. <laughs> so we've been actually touching on the local small businesses we've been touching on ones that we've talked about in the past yes already so um yes. th- this week we want to talk about our good friends two weeks notice brewing company here in west springfield massachusetts they're such great people i love them i love their beer i love the place is cool and now they have a kitchen in there too i think they Listen, his name is Mark Avery. He was on here. And her name is Murph. Like, yeah. they're Irish people. <laughs> this is pretty timely for a St. Patrick's I know, Day right? right? <laughs> recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, they did a huge thing with tap dancers and yeah, yeah huge Irish thing. step dancers, yeah. yeah. Yep. Step dancers, yep. that's what I meant. Yeah. And that was I. That was what I remember as kind of the last thing before everything was shut right, down. Right, so, right, right. So go was, support them, get them through this hump, and then next year we'll have another big St. P's celebration with yeah, them. Yeah, he was one of our first guests. Yeah, so that go was back a and, really interesting podcast. I thought so. So cool. Go back and listen to Mark Avery early. Like the, I want to say it was like the second, third episode, fourth, something like something that. Really, like that. really, really early, early on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, there you have it. Anything back in our first season. Oh, I know. Anything <laughs> else, Bess? Nah, man, we covered it. We covered it. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Idle Chat Podcast. Do something cool for somebody. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>